Jedediah is a man who once was a boy and he wrote down all his feelings in a diary to enjoy. Now he's reading it again, reading it for you. Maybe you'll recognize yourself too. Jedi Diaries, the Jedi Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now the song is through. Hello and welcome to week 22 of the Jedi Diaries. I'm your host, Jedediah Baker. I'm Tori Puckett. And I'm Matt Sacco. Matt's here. He's back. He's back, everybody. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hello, everyone. Matt is joining us this week. Because, as you might recall from last week, the talent show auditions are this week. Mm-hmm. And we are doing a Killer Tomatoes play that we're hoping to get ready in time. <laughs> so Matt is here because Matt was there. Matt, do you remember the talent show? I do. That specific talent show? I certainly Well, do. I guess all the talent show. I mean, the talent show was, uh, I guess, a tradition at Morristown Elementary School. We seem to do it every year. Mm-hmm. I know that in third grade third grade tori drew a picture <laughs> he <laughs> did a picture for everybody to a piano accompaniment it was a very it was sort of a postmodern dissection <laughs> of the transience of pop cultural fads if i recall yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was, was a 45 minute presentation <laughs> <laughs> was it am i mistaken was it you drew a teenage mutant ninja turtle to the strains of the ghostbusters theme yeah okay yeah i I did i remember it was very discordant i remember at the time watching it and wondering what the hell (laughs) what is he drawing like i he started to draw the ninja turtles face mask and i was like oh that that's maybe going to be like some like a a petri dish of goo or something (laughs) like part of a ghost because i thought of course he's drawing something to do with the music but no it was it was I would have loved if we were either in sync or if, like, I had responded to what he was playing or he had responded to what I was drawing. Like, if he had transitioned into, like, the the Ninja Turtles theme, that would have been a good move. But the reason we did that... Yeah, 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 explain. The reason we did that is because I was in third grade. I was eight. This was my first talent show. You know, it was announced that there was a talent show, and I wondered, if I do have a talent, what is it? And it was drawing. I identified drawing as my talent, which probably at that point was my... If I had a talent, was yeah. It? So you you showed up at the auditions and they were like, "What do you got, kid?" Yeah, and you said, "I'm I, I could, can I draw, can draw a I ninja can draw turtle a picture." Yeah, I remember Mrs. Lamphere said some version of this might be a little dull on its own. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is pair you with the sixth grade pianist. Oh. He was actually pretty good, and that way, like, there will be some music while you're yeah. drawing your picture, something for people to listen to while they watch. I mean, it's true. If I had just been drawing for five minutes, that would have been really (laughs) insufferable. Yeah. But I do remember having maybe slight misgivings about the fact that I was drawing a Ninja Turtle and he was playing the Ghostbusters thing. (laughs) Yeah. It just, they were so close to each other, I I think, in in patent, in theme, that that it just, it was just, if they'd been, if if they'd been totally, yeah, if it'd been a landscape in the Ghostbusters, (laughs) you know, that might have been different. That might have been a little more easy to swallow. Yeah. Did you set out like did, what did you decide ahead of time i'm going to draw a ninja turtle or was that spur of the moment <laughs> well this was back when we were drawing ninja turtles all the time so <laughs> Constantly, yeah. i think part of it was a practical consideration 
it was both for my sake. I recognized that I didn't want to be up there for too long because that's going to make me nervous. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be drawing a picture for 20 minutes, <laughs> but also understanding there's no way the audience wants to watch me draw a picture for 20 minutes. You know? So I think it was maybe just expediency. You know, I thought I know how to draw a Ninja Turtle very quickly. Uh-huh. That's something I practice all the time. Mm. So this is what it's going to be. You took the idea of talent very literally. Right. You didn't maybe fully grasp the, the meaning of a talent show. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think that's... Uh, it makes sense. You were very young and t- like talent show. I mean, they call it performance night or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really <laughs> that's what it was. True. You know, that's like true. a kid, a little kid, like they're going to like, well, I'm good at drawing. So naturally people. Yeah. Are gonna I mean, well, that. and like what kind of talents could a group of preteens be expected to have? I mean, I know that I did magic one time. It was maybe fourth or fifth grade. I remember I had a coat on because I was doing one of those tricks where you cut a rope, but the, the loop of the rope was up your sleeve. Mm. I know I'm, I'm, you're not supposed no. to do this. So. I wondered how you did that. <laughs> you're not supposed to tell secrets, so everybody, shh. <laughs> um, I think I did maybe a thing with some red sponge balls where I pretended that they disappeared, but they were in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Does this I ring a bell to you guys? That was your signature trick, yeah. as, as I remember. That's the trick I remember. Uh, but I would do it all the time. So, I mean, it was sort of the same kind of thing. Like, it's almost more of a hobby show. <laughs> but it's a performance. Oh. I mean, magic is something to be done in front of a crowd. It's not like drawing. Mm. And, you know, magic is a talent in as much as it's something that you can do, uh-huh. something you practice and hone that most people can't do. Yeah. But your drawing was presented. I mean, it was on a stand-up easel. You know, right. it was. I do remember, I remember thinking, why isn't he drawing something to do with the Ghostbusters? <laughs> but I don't remember thinking, this is preposterous. Like, no. It felt like a performance. Yeah, yeah. Get off the stage. <laughs> You call that a talent? I think that's perfectly fine. And I mean, I suppose you could have like, obviously you weren't going to think of this and I'm sure you would have been too nervous to do it, but like sort of caricaturing someone from the audience. (laughs) What were you going to (laughs) do? I need a volunteer from the audience. If I pulled people up and did like the rudest, (laughs) most offensive (laughs) caricatures. The audience is just like loving it. Half the audience is loving it. Half is just Devastated. scandalized. Yeah. So, but this year, 1993, not only have we kind of determined what our stage-appropriate talents are, but we've also decided to do it all together. And not for the first time, because in fifth grade, as you mentioned last week, we did Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. How much do you remember about that? I remember it being like a free-for-all. Uh <laughs> It was very unstructured. I think we went in with the very thinnest of plots. plans or plots. Yeah. yeah, But I don't remember much about it at all. Matt, what do you remember? Uh, that's pretty much what I remember. I feel like it was really just us throwing red kickballs at each <laughs> yeah. other. I don't remember if we had characters, really. Here's something. I, I mean, this is this is shocking to me that I might be the one who remembers the most of this. So... Quick synopsis of the Killer Tomatoes franchise. It is about a world where there are Killer Tomatoes. That's about it. A scientist creates them. He is, uh, in the films, played by John Astin. His name is Professor Gangrene. Mm-hmm. Tori, you played Professor Gangrene. I remember in fifth grade, in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, you sort of standing up in front of the audience and sort of declaring who you were and what your <laughs> plans were. And then the rest of the show was you just throwing tomatoes at us. Yeah. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I okay. actually wouldn't have really remembered that if you didn't remind me, but I remember having a hard time, and I think you and Matt trying Find, to... Finding your motivation? Well, that, certainly, but <laughs> you and Matt sort of coaching me on my maniacal, like, evil laugh. <laughs> Ouch. 
<laughs> which we were just ripping off from the cartoon. Right. So I think it's, I don't want to say audacious of us. It is audacious that we performed Attack of the Killer Tomatoes in fifth grade, and the next year we were like, sequel time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's audacious to just take an existing property and, <laughs> and just perform it. <laughs> we brought our own kind of spin to it. We did. Yeah. But I think in an afternoon full of kind of half-hearted dances <laughs> and, you know, songs and people playing the recorder and reading <laughs> poems, I think it was probably like a welcome. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was like guys throwing balls at each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's top-notch comedy. Yeah. That little bit of sort of anarchy was probably welcome. Yeah. You guys ready? Yes. Mm, ready. Let's get into this week in 1993 and see how we did. May 29th. I got my camcorder! Yes! All right! I made a funny video. I am going to do my pip with it. I saw Super Mario Brothers. It was a funny movie. (laughs) So this is, guys, this is May 29th, 1993. Yeah. Is the day I got my camcorder, Mm -hmm. which would have a profound effect on all three of our lives for the next five years. Yeah. Six mm-hmm. years. We would use that camcorder to film all sorts of stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this day? Do you remember when I got my camcorder? Yeah, I yeah. do. The, the world opening up in front of you? You made a funny little video. Do you remember oh, yeah, what PIP. Was? What is PIP? P-I-P? Personal Interest Personal. Project. It was something we had to do for sixth grade. Mm-hmm. If I recall, it is exactly what it sounds like. We were allowed to do a project on a personal interest mm-hmm. of ours, whatever, whatever we felt like doing. And if I recall, mine was on Aliens. Tori asked, but you you don't remember what that video was? No. I I just, you know, took it out of the box, Tested filmed a that. funny video straight away. <laughs> yeah. First thing. <laughs> Slapped the battery in, popped in a tape, hit record, funny video. Talk about talent. <laughs> Tori, do you remember what your pip was? I do. It was on drawing, illustration. Oh, oh mm-hmm. okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Matt, what was yours? I have no idea. Do Wait. you remember, Tori? I'm no. looking, I look to you. Comic sounds maybe. I yep, that's what I'm thinking. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking maybe comic books, which is still a personal interest. So there you go. Mm -hmm. May thirtieth. It is late. Mom is watching a fish called Wanda. I'm tired. Annie is working at a frozen yogurt place. Mom cut my hair. Camcorders are cool. (laughs) PIP sucks. (laughs) JMT. JMT. Can anyone guess what that means? Matt, you surely remember JMT, which was our... We had a couple media properties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JMT was our... I believe the, it was the our TV, television The television station. affiliate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what else? I've gone from being excited about doing my PIP to thinking PIPs suck. That sucks. <laughs> the next day. Camcorders, I still like a day later. Mm-hmm. Haircut. Just getting myself all fresh and ready for the upcoming talent show. Mm-hmm. Matt, mm-hmm. you like movies. What do you think about A Fish Called Wanda? <laughs> I mean, I remember loving it back then. Oh, back then. 25 years ago. Not really a movie for children. No. I mean, my dad would let us watch or show us movies that really weren't probably for kids, like RoboCop. Yeah. I mean, so would my dad. <laughs> he would get you <laughs> Cinemax. RoboCop. That RoboCop, was... decidedly not for children. Matt, no. was that the first rated R movie you saw, RoboCop? Am I remembering that correctly? Probably. I mean, I may have seen things on TV that were probably edited. I mean, I remember seeing f- like some Friday the 13th pretty early, uh-huh. like on USA, but that wasn't 
you know, it was edited. I'm, that was probably yeah. the first and certainly the hardest R-rated film I had seen up to that point. <laughs> yeah. Like, he also rented us Child's Play pretty soon after it came out. Ooh, but, oh I mean, God. RoboCop definitely blows that out of, like, we, we should not have been watching that. Like, I remember I liked it and I really wanted to like it, but also feeling, so, like, just scared and sick. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, not and yeah. not in a like that, that sounds. I'm not saying he was like torturing us, but just that is part. You know, of being being a 12 year old, a 13 year old, you're like pushing the boundaries. Right. You know, technically at 13, finally you can watch PG 13s, mm-hmm. but like you aren't supposed to be getting anywhere near an R rated movie for years. I think RoboCop was even a few years before. Like I think we saw it pretty because I kept pestering him to rent it. Why RoboCop specifically? Why did I want to see it? Yeah, what was it about RoboCop? Well, I mean, there was a cartoon. Oh my god, the RoboCop cartoon. It's crazy to me how many cartoons they made out of, like, decidedly not child-friendly yeah. franchises. I know, Ram- yeah. Rambo was a cartoon. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, even Police Academy is, like, a raunchy-as-hell movie, but it was, like, a very fun kids' cartoon. Yeah. I forgot about the Police Academy cartoon until just now. The movie's got, like, blowjobs galore in it. <laughs> <laughs> May 31st. I have some phlegm in my throat. (laughs) I want to stop here for a moment. I've spelled phlegm, P-H-L-E-M. Which, that's close. I mean, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I have spelled throat, (laughs) (laughs) T-H-R-O-U-G-H-T. Your throat. But, to my credit, I've scribbled it out and written T-H-R-O-A-T above it. Mm. So... It is bothering me. Bodhi is funny. I got a Nintendo Power. Tryouts for the talent show are tomorrow. Oh, oh. Here we go. So, boys, that must mean we'd prepared, we'd practiced. None of us slept that night, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) This is Monday night. Tryouts for the talent show are the next day. Do you guys remember, because I don't, writing the skit at all? The play? The skit? Calling it a play is probably generous. Yeah, the theatrical piece. <laughs> I don't, certainly. I do. Oh, oh really? my God. Not like I remember the long, sweaty nights of, you know, but I remember ta- us talking about what we wanted to achieve, include, and I do remember, I mean, I think we wrote it out in at least some moderate, I don't think we had a full script. We had like a basic outline. But I think we had each segment. And what we, like the jokes we wanted in there. Like, I definitely remember writing it out in in some fashion. I mean, I kind of remember talking about it ahead of time, but I think that you and Jed were probably responsible for writing it to the extent that it was written. I kind of remember you sort of telling me, this is who you'll be playing. These are the beats we want to hit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little, I'm worried about the phlegm in my throat. I I mean, this, I can't believe my, my luck the night before the big tryouts. I hope it goes away. Maybe psychosomatic. Yeah. I hope we don't have to replace you. Let's find out. June 1st. We sucked in the talent show tryouts. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) We won't make it. (laughs) Maybe we will. I sort of hope we don't. (laughs) I have a United States test tomorrow. I'm dead. I went to the dentist. (laughs) 
Do you remember the tryouts? I don't remember the tryouts, but that makes sounds me think, like we didn't do so hot. That makes me think that maybe Miss Lamphere agreed that we sucked, and she was like, "Listen, here's the caveat I'm going to give you. You have to make sure that this is more structured. Maybe we were let in with a qualification." Or well, I mean, mm. as far as as far as we know, on June first, nineteen ninety three, we don't know. It sounds like we would go to the tra- talent show tryouts, show them your stuff, and then they would say, "Thank you. We'll yeah. let you know." Yeah, and we would kind of walk off, and we just had to wait until the next day to find yeah. out. Out. clearly something about our performance you know made me feel like we didn't nail it mm-hmm. although you know maybe we will and then a little bit of stage you know fear i, I sort of hope we don't mm-hmm. like that's i can see that even today I, I have i think that's a really a recognizable kind of yeah. feeling this idea that you really want something but it sure would be a lot more relaxing if right. i didn't have to worry about performing in this talent show. <laughs> yeah yeah the comfortable hope of failure yeah because it absolves you matt you ready for the next day mm-hmm. i'm ready June 2nd. We made the talent show. In the words of Butthead, ha ha ha, that's cool. <laughs> I didn't have a US test. Yay! I had TKD. Divorce group is finally over. Yes! Toby T Cat is soft. <laughs> <laughs> we made the talent show. Mm-hmm. And a reference to Beavis and Butthead. This makes me think. That and this is something that I have done since then. Something I still do. That I was just I was simply catastrophizing. Of course, our audition process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that was maybe true? Do you think we probably did just fine? And I was just imagining the worst case scenario. I do also think much like the year before probably was, although we can't remember specifically. I imagine that after a bunch of people did you know some reasonably choreographed dances and some people yeah. did some singing. We oh, got up there and just sort of flailed around yeah. and felt yeah. like, oh, crap, this, you know, yeah. this is not coming together at all. I doubt you were alone in feeling that. I mean, maybe. Maybe I went home all puffed up and fully confident <laughs> that we were getting into the talent show, but <laughs> I kind of doubt it. Matt, since you're here today, we can talk about this uh, divorce group. We, we mm-hmm. finished oh, divorce yeah, group. Right. We, were, we were both in divorce group. Mm-hmm. Yep, we were children of divorce. Do you remember this feeling a similar sense of elation that the, that was finally over? Yeah, I guess we, yeah. I mean, I've heard you talk about it on the show, and it was definitely, it was a nice idea, you know. To, I mean, any kids mm-hmm. who were going through divorce in their family were invited to come and participate. I don't remember specifically... I feel like there were worksheets that we did. Yeah, I remember being mostly like just group counseling. Yeah, which is all good, but it was essentially an extracurricular activity. Yeah. And no, like, right. what we, kid wants to stay around <laughs> at school or like? That's true. Was it during class? I really don't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think our parents probably signed us up for mm-hmm. it. It wasn't something that it was like a join the divorce group <laughs> flyer on the cork board, <laughs> and we were all like, "Yeah, the divorce group needs you." Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure none of us divorce. wanted to be there. I hope it was during school because if your parents get divorced, and then in addition <laughs> to that, you have to stay after school for something, it's kind of like a double whammy. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. June 3rd. We are going to do so bad in the talent show. (laughs) I hope we do good. I have to bring my camcorder to school tomorrow. I am tired. Dan Quayle is a moron. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha. That sort of seems like a non sequitur. Right. But in this talent show that is tomorrow, Mm -hmm. I'm playing the role of Dan Quayle. Tori, you played the role of... George H.W. Bush. George H.W. Bush. Interesting, because neither one of those men were the president or the vice president at this time <laughs> in America. 
I think it's just it was funnier. It's funnier to be George Bush and Dan Quayle than Bill Clinton and Al Gore. Maybe we I didn't suppose. have a good handle on Bill Clinton. <laughs> we didn't have four years of material to work with. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. He just been inaugurated, you know, mm-hmm. five months, months ago. Before. Yeah. So I think we're noticing a pattern here. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, I say we sucked at the tryouts. On Wednesday, I say we got into the show. On Thursday, I say we're going to do so bad. <laughs> June 4th. We did incredibly good in the talent show. <laughs> we kicked butt. It is 2.30 a.m. Wow. Whoa. I'm sort of tired. Wow. I finished my pip. Wow. It is dumb. You were up all night celebrating. I was just high on our victory. Writing, yeah. I couldn't, but yeah, I believe it. Not And just only sort of tired at 2.30 a.m., which was way past my bedtime. Did we, like, go partying? Yeah, after parties, man. <laughs> the talent show after party? <laughs> yeah, I was flying high. You had so much energy from it that you were like, even though it's a Friday night, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock out my pip. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right, yeah. So, so far on this podcast, we've relied on the diary and our memories ephemera left over from the time papers printouts other people's memories but up until now we haven't dealt with any video recordings from the time mm-hmm. god it would be nice to have a video recording of this this talent show mm-hmm. don't you think I mm, yeah well guess what listeners guys what is this thing i'm holding right now say on it that is a vhs tape <gasps> that says 1993 talent show morristown elementary school <gasps> I got the tape. This very day, 25 years ago, is contained on this video cassette that I have right here. Let's watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are you guys ready? Are you folks ready out there? You I, Trust me, you're not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine this. It is June 4th, 1993. All of the town's parents are gathered together in the gymnasium at Morristown Elementary School. They've been watching their children for about the last 25 minutes or so doing dances to say achy breaky heart. A trio of children playing on their recorders. This sort of very beat-like spoken word performance piece. And all the while, little Tori, little Matt, little Jed, and little Donnie are waiting in the wings, in their costumes, incredibly excited, nervous, ready to go on stage. Finally, the act right before us finishes. The room erupts into applause. The preceding act leaves the stage. Mrs. Lanfear goes to the mic grabs a nearby music stand, adjusts the microphone to her height, thanks to preceding students. Thank you. And then... Now sixth graders Jed, Tori, Matt, and Donnie have the return of the killer tomatoes. The audience positively murmurs with excitement. (laughs) (laughs) There is a murmur. There is a murmur. Like, that got them going. Yeah. The four of us in costumes stride across the gymnasium floor. <laughs> that walk that I just did is how I walk when I'm nervous today. <laughs> what? what about it? What do you mean? Like my hand covering my midsection in a protective way. <laughs> this is incredible. 
incredible. You still do that today. I mean, I mean, of course. Matt, what about your walk? What do you think about that? Oh, I'm confident. Look at that. <laughs> I don't. I don't ever walk that confidently today. Fully in character, Matt. You look like you're dressed as some sort of Secret Service agent. I do, and I yeah. I think I think I am walking in character. I feel like that. Okay, that's what it looks like yeah. to me. Tori, you're simply in a white T-shirt. Right. I'm not quite in character yet. Yeah, you, you and Donnie are in your like sort of stagehand outfits yeah. in between scenes. I, on the other hand, am wearing what looks like a suit and a t-shirt with a tie painted on it and some really awful looking sneakers. I fumble with the mic, drag it to the middle of the stage, look to the audience, and... Hi, I'm Dan Um, This year's play is called Turn of the Cure Tomatoes. Last year we did Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, but fortunately the entire cast is eaten, so we had to do a different kind of thing. So this is called Return of the Killer Tomatoes, or Killer Tomatoes Around the World. This is excruciating to me! (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong? I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but like this makes me want to curl up like a pill bug. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep playing. And this is also set like two years ago because George Bush is president. And I'm doing well. <laughs> I don't I don't know that all this explanation was necessary though. I basically wasted all the goodwill that we had from the announcement of what the show was going to be. <laughs> Any kind of energy that was present in the audience has been completely dissipated <laughs> after my solid 30 seconds of exposition. <laughs> yeah, I mean I have to say I'm a little uh, like reassured by the fact that we acknowledge that this is set in the recent past. That that we know that Bush 41 and Dan Quayle are no longer president and vice president. <laughs> that our jokes are stale. Yeah. I seem to feel that just saying I'm Dan Quayle is funny. <laughs> it's a joke in and, in and of itself. I mean, I think that I just that is humor to me is saying I am Dan Quayle potato. That is a joke. I think you, that, am I being too hard on myself? I think people did laugh, didn't they? So. They did. Yeah. No, there are, there are some some there's a round of chuckles from the audience. OK, so I leave the stage into the space. I've just vacated walk. Oh, me again. Yep. <laughs> I walk right back out, <laughs> along with Matt. That's you. That is me. As You're, you are, and there as you, you are. You are a secret service man. I pull a yo-yo out of my pocket and immediately suck at it. Was that a? Was did Dan Quayle like yo-yos? I don't think so. I think that was just kind of illustrating that I was a, a buffoonish okay. sort of character. <laughs> I've pulled out a, a humorous book we had at the time called the Dan Quayle Dictionary, which was to us the most important prop of this whole thing. I think the, maybe we built the show around it. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> so now on stage, me playing the character Dan Quayle has pulled out of his jacket pocket a Dan Quayle Dictionary. I have shown it to the audience and then immediately started reading it upside down. Which is, a, uh, it's like the magician in you. I feel like like the showman is, is right there. <laughs> like you, sh- you display true. it for the audience and then here comes the punchline. I mean, and right next to me, Matt, you're looking pleased as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so from somewhere off stage, one of us, me or Donnie, has rolled out a red kickball, <laughs> which is a killer tomato, at Jed. <laughs> And Matt, as the Secret Service agent, has to go out of his way to stop it because <laughs> whoever tossed it was not very accurate. So I point at it, and again for the second time to in, in this performance, say the word potato. 
I guess maybe we should explain why I'm even saying this for for those of you who might not know. Famously, oh, yeah. infamously, Dan Quayle, the vice president under George H.W. Bush, was uh, what the judge at a, a spelling bee. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. somebody was spelling potato <laughs> and. First of all, potato? What kind of spelling me was this? <laughs> I know. But they spelled it correctly, P-O-T-A-T-O. And he said, no, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It's P-O-T-A-T-O-E. E, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that was it. That's what we had to deal with in the early 90s in terms of incompetence from our elected officials. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I suppose that was uh, this Dan Quill dictionary. It was like a fake <laughs> dictionary full of entries that were all spelled wrong in a, in a funny kind of way. Yeah. That poor guy. Based on his misspelling of, just on his misspelling of potato. Well, I think, I mean, I think he made several gaffes. That oh. was just the one that people latched onto <laughs> the most. Right, okay. Reason. Yeah, he was famously stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've pointed at this thing that's clearly not a potato and said potato. Mm-hmm. And then Matt, you say. <laughs> immediately abandoning me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm alone. I'm alone on stage, looking at a red dodgeball, just that's just sitting there. I have to say, I think that joke holds up. Started <laughs> spelling tomato. I would have struck your first mention of potato at the top. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm, I couldn't help mm-hmm. myself. Um, yeah. So another another red ball has been thrown from off stage and knocked me over. So what I said just there was, I hurt my bottom. <laughs> and the audience is eating it up. Yeah. And then I just sort of cried a little bit like a, ba- like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like throwing a tantrum on the floor. So I walk downstage mm-hmm. to right in front of the audience, face away from them, and... Was that Donnie? That was Donnie. Donnie was the other Secret Service agent. Mm-hmm. He was President Bush's detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm now I'm facing the audience. <laughs> I have left the stage. No one's on stage. Here comes Tori. Dressing as he goes. Putting on the jacket. Here we go. Here comes my moment. I mean, that got applause. Yeah. How do you feel about that, watching yourself there? Oh, I mean, it's embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. Um, I also want to say that my horrible impersonation of George Bush saying, read my lips, no new tomatoes. Classic. Was actually a horrible impersonation of Dana Carvey's Bush impersonation, which was popular at the time or had been popular leading up to this. And I thought I nailed it. Yeah. Um, Donnie is standing alongside of you and just grinning like a maniac. Just beaming. I mean, if you're Dana Carvey, he's absolutely Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah. He's Jimmy Falloning the hell out of this right now. It's almost endearing. Yeah, it is almost endearing. <laughs> he's giggling. He cannot handle it. Nothing funny is happening. No. He's just so chuffed <laughs> to be on stage. Oh. So you stand there, after you've finished your speech, you stand there for a, a good, a solid couple of seconds, <laughs> waiting for one of us to pop a ball at you. And we do. 
Oh. <sighs> Our timing was off. I, I think this could have been tightened up quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, as I'm watching this, my main criticism is like, come on, this needs to move. <laughs> Speed it up, boys. <laughs> yeah. So President George H.W. Bush has been taken out by a um, tomato. I do think, I think a flaw in the script is that we kind of, from the very first scene, sort of show you that there there is no consequence to being hit by a killer tomato. <laughs> Dan, Dan Quayle is injured, whines about it, and then stands up and immediately introduces the president. Um, and the, But the president, yeah, the president maybe is killed by the tomato. Okay, so Tori has scrambled off stage. Matt, here comes Matt. Matt. What are you doing? <laughs> Not a person in the house knew what I was doing that day. <laughs> I look like I'm Amish. I've got a fedora, yep. a white shirt, yep. Black, yep, pants, black pants, brown shoes. So what I'm what I'm attempting to do with <laughs> two floor hockey sticks, maybe two yeah, white. They're like white things curved sticks curved sticks i have no idea what they are at that time and i mean i still am but at that time i was really getting into charlie chaplin and buster keaton and silent comedy but i mean charlie chaplin more than anything and i am attempting to recreate the fairly famous sequence in what is it the gold rush i think when he (laughs) when he performs a dance with two dinner rolls on the end of two forks Mm. And basically uses the forks and dinner rolls as legs and feet. Like feet. The joke is it looks like he's a big head with two little legs and he's dancing. Yeah. I mean, in it no way does it It doesn't translate. really translate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to a full body. I, I have two legs. I could have come out and danced. But instead I came out with sticks. I appreciate that I was into this, but I, I mean, more thought could have been put into the execution. Um, basically, yeah. what I think I'm doing is I'm distracting the audience while we sort of re- reset for the next bit. Oh, yeah, yeah you're killing mm-hmm. for time between a scene change. Mm-hmm. And there you go. So now it looks like me and Donnie, well, we've, we've hauled two sort of rectangular boxes onto the stage. Donnie is sitting on one. He looks to have a mop on his head. <laughs> and I am wearing a striped gondoliers shirt mm-hmm. and a a false curled mustache. And mm. I'm holding a stick. So we've moved from Washington, D.C. to Venice. Ah, uh, yes. This is the around mm-hmm. the world part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here we go. Get ready. So I have, after performing... A pitch-perfect gondolier, Italian gondolier, <laughs> singing the classic song, O Solo Mia. And then just kind of that, that sort of just degrades into, I, don't, I didn't know the next line. <laughs> I believe Tori has come out. Yeah, maybe reprising my role as yeah, Dr. Gangreen. Yeah, I believe Professor Gangreen yeah. again. He's wearing a, you're wearing a white trench coat. You're clearly not George H.W. H. Bush at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Tori's hucked a... A ball at me, and I've I've fallen into what I can only assume is the canal, the canal, the Venetian canal. <laughs> so I'm while I flail around, Donnie, as this woman who I was pushing around in my boat, <laughs> squeaks with fear, and then Tori throws a ball at her as I, well. I take her out as well, and that's it for Italy. I mean, that is we didn't waste a moment. <laughs> we're really flowing now. <laughs> yeah. That's a sorry excuse for a scene, though. That's, there's nothing <laughs> happens there. Where to next, do you think, boys? 
Really manhandling Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) Tori is, I guess, a dad, and Donnie is his son. Tori, you just have a yellow cap on. That's a dad costume. We look like American father and son tourists. Okay. So Donnie is playing what is, I guess, a little boy. He's got sunglasses on, a backwards baseball cap, and he's holding a point-and-shoot camera. Mm Mm-hmm. And he makes that squeak sound because Matt, Charlie Chaplin, mm-hmm. has come out and patted him on the head. Yeah. It frightened and it's him. it's frightened him. <laughs> As of this point, we don't know what new country we're in. Yeah. <sighs> what are you doing now, man? I, I mean, I think I'm just As, doing... as a young Donnie asks, what are you doing? I was just, I'm just doing generic mime. I'm in a box. Okay, now I'm, I was pulling a rope. Now I'm in a box. Oh. Oh. And I was hit by a killer tomato. Well, wherever they are, all three of the characters in this scene have been very inexpertly taken out by killer tomatoes. <laughs> I, we're deep in the pocket, though. People are loving that. I feel like we can't we can't do much wrong yeah, at this point. Can. It's true. No matter what we feed them, they're eating enough. <laughs> yeah. Up until this point in the show, you know, the aim has not been great. These red dodgeballs are sort of like not really hitting their mark. Mm-hmm. A couple um, were good. The, the first well, the, one the ones on are good. Where Tori and and when Tori walks out on stage, he's and, he's and got fires he's a little closer point yeah. blank range. But <laughs> this time, I can tell you, all three of those throws were ter- terrible, and there's only one person. Who could have been. <laughs> it was me, and I apologize. Um, all three of you have to significantly adjust where they're standing to actually be hit by the <laughs> the balls that I'm throwing from off stage. It hits everybody, mm-hmm. but Tori sort of stands uh, ramrod straight screaming and then has to sort of tilt over before yeah. the ball gets to him so it hits him and i hit donnie in the feet yeah the audience is loving it they probably think it's over but it's not here comes me <laughs> hmm. what did you say what I said was, ah, France. So there's where okay. we were. We were in France, the third and final stop. <laughs> around <laughs> the killer world. tomatoes around the world. <laughs> Washington, D.C., Italy, and France. <laughs> I say, ah, France, where there's mimes running around in the street and you just want to punch them in the face. Ooh. Wow. Which I absolutely stole from maybe like Dennis Leary or something. Like, I, I remember that being a line... Told much more like elegantly than that. Uh-huh. Some something about how a mime mimes make you want to hit them. Mm. <laughs> I don't remember the joke. I don't remember who, the comedian. Mm-hmm. But that may have even been improv. I just kind of was flying high, seeing how much everyone was loving everything, and I was like, I'm gonna try out this funny joke I remember mm-hmm. from a comedian. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna steal it and pass it off as one of my own. But I think it tonally it doesn't really fit. No, <laughs> no it doesn't actually. So I apologize for that. <laughs> that's the final line of the show <laughs> France is lovely that's where they make french fries and those are made from potatoes Oof. which connecting the dots again wow. the audience loves it yeah. yeah yeah people are loving it and then and then the the classic way you end a theatrical production thanks bye <laughs> did we all take a bow let's see then we're all getting up the audience is yep. Screaming? We all take bows? Okay. We did it. We did it. Thank you, boys. 
Now I think you've listened to this. I mean, the audience, the, the camera sort of fades out. Back in the 90s, there was a dedicated button on a video camera <laughs> that would fade out both the audio and visual video to black. Yeah. Um, so that happens. But then it cuts back for whoever was recording this, recording the next thing. And the audience is really, I mean, mm-hmm. they're riled up. Yeah. yeah. We really got them excited. Yeah. I mean, we showed them things they had never, ever seen before. <laughs> so... We'll throw that video up online so that you can all enjoy in its splendor. But let me I want to ask you two, Matt and Tori, and Donnie, if you're listening, would you qualify that as us doing incredibly good and kicking butt? Yeah, I would actually. I actually think I would too. Mm-hmm. I think we went, you know, we went out and we and we did it and like it looked like we were having fun. We went for it. There was there was a bit of dead air, but I think that I think we never lost we didn't lose the audience. Mm-hmm. No. I would have liked to see more of the world in mm-hmm. a, in something mm-hmm. called Killer Tomatoes Around the World. Mm-hmm. I think three locations, two in Europe, is like not really the world. Yeah. But maybe to a 12-year-old it was. Mm-hmm. Though we were playing some stereotypes to the hill, so I'm yeah. almost yeah. <laughs> yeah. glad. It's probably for the best. <laughs> that we didn't. Yeah, that is a good, that's an excellent point. <laughs> I wonder what we might have left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy this exists. It really <laughs> is. It, I mean, does this give you, does this give either of you guys, you know, the, there's photographs of us from this time, mm-hmm. but seeing us and hearing, well, I guess Matt, not hearing your voice because you were, you were playing a Charlie Chaplin impersonator. Yeah. Kind of reminds, I, I don't know. It's, it's a new sort of conception of who, yeah. who I was. It mm-hmm. gives me that extra dimension that I haven't really had up until this point. Mm-hmm. I have a very vivid memory of looking out at the audience. So it's interesting to see that oh. moment that exists very clearly in my head captured on tape. If anyone out there listening was also in the 1993 Morristown Elementary School talent show, we would love to hear your memories from that, your memories of your performing. If you have memories of watching us perform, that mm-hmm. would be lovely to hear what you thought, if you <laughs> thought we kicked butt. This has been one of my favorite things that has happened because of this podcast so far, <laughs> yeah. is breaking this video out and getting to watch it with the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have never sh- more strongly wished that Donnie was here. I know. Mm. That would be nice. I do remember after we left the gym, after the talent show was over, just kind of getting mobbed by people, signing <laughs> signing autographs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do that? too. No. Yeah. Are we yeah. making this up? Because I remember. No, that. I really, I remember like signing people's, you oh, know, God. playbills or whatever they had. <laughs> it was like a, a, a program. <laughs> people's bellies. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, we, we were riding high. I mean, we had the high of a performance. We did it. We put something together. Mm-hmm. As silly as it was, like we accomplished something. Mm-hmm. We got into the talent show. We performed. You know, a play, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. You could call it a play. It's sketch comedy. Yeah. yeah. It, like, I mean, it, it was have very been unusual broad. for a talent show yeah. at that time. That's but... true. Yeah. yeah. It was sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. Matt, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Oh, thank you. We couldn't have done it without you. Yeah. So happy to be here. 25 years ago today. I know. That was us. I missed the, the crowd's approval. <laughs> me too well you know what as we sign off this week let's just bask in that rousing applause once more (laughs) 
Jetta Diaries, the Jetta Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now this episode is through.